It's always good to be with you. Always excited to see you all. Um, you know, I only get to see you a couple of times a year, so how wonderful to be here. Um, so I almost always start with a question, and so here's the question. Do you feel stuck? Do you ever just feel stagnant? Ever just feel like there's got to be more? And, and there's, there's something I, I need to be doing, but I can't quite, quite figure it out. You know, perhaps maybe you plan to be in a different place spiritually by now. You know, a place where, where you really felt like you heard from God, and that you served Him maybe with missional living, uh, but the day-to-day -day necessities, the, the busyness of life have you feeling stuck. Or perhaps you planned on being in a different place relationally right now, but the hurts that you've experienced, the problems, the, the, the busyness of the relationship have left you polite but, but distant. You know, really kind of getting along but not really connecting. Maybe you're distrusting or even conflicted and you just can't move forward. You don't want to get rid of the relationship, but you don't know how to move forward in it. Perhaps you know that God has a, a better path for you. Perhaps um, maybe he has a better path for you physically, but you know that, that, that um, bluebell ice cream just keeps calling your name. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why we can't just move on. Or maybe God has a totally different calling on your life. Maybe he wants something completely different for you, and you know that, but fear and complacency maybe is leaving you mired in your current position. I want you to know this morning that Jesus came to break the bonds of slavery, to the things that tie us down, the things that block our path. He came to free us from those things. He came to free us from the mistakes of the past and the sins of the past. And he came to free us for joyful obedience in the here and now, to, to serve in his kingdom in the here and now. Jesus came that we might be free, so that we might be able to move forward. You know, Jesus' sightings in the New Testament almost always came with, with a couple of phrases. Those phrases were phrases like, uh, do not be afraid, and peace be with you. And yet, our fear and our anxieties keep us from moving on. So how do we move on from that anxiety? How do we move on from being stagnant or harried worried and weighed down by that dailiness of life? How do we move on to be vibrant and free to live how God intended us to live? How do we live in the peace that Jesus gained for us? I want us to look at a few clues from, from various scriptures this morning, from various stories, and let's see what those stories teach us. The first comes from Deuteronomy. I love this. The Lord said, to us at Horeb, you have stayed here long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples 
of the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river and the Euphrates. See, I have given you the land. Go in and take possession of the land. And the Lord swore he would give it to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants. See, what, what, what God, I think, is really saying here is, enough is enough. It is time to break camp. It is time to get up and move on. See, at some point, we have to make a decision. Now, God is making that decision here for the people of Israel. He's saying, I've decided you have stayed here long enough. At some point, he recognized they had become stagnant. They had stayed in the mountain long enough. They had stayed stuck long enough. And he decided for them it was time to move on. But you know what they had to do? They had, decide he, they had to decide he was right and they were going to be obedient. That they had been there long enough and it was time to move on. One of the first things we have to do if we feel stagnant and stuck in our lives is we, it's, we have to decide it's time to choose. It is time to set off in a different direction. Okay? At some point, we have to just do it. We have to just start moving. We all have had the experience of, of getting in a car, right? And, and taking off in a direction. Some of us have taken off in a direction not really sure if we were heading in the right direction. But here's the thing. If you get in the car and you don't ever put your foot on the gas, you're not going anywhere, are you? You're just going to stay stagnant. At some point, we simply have to break camp. We have to start off in a direction. One of the reasons we get stagnant in life is because we're not sure if we're going to go in the right direction, so we just do nothing. We become paralyzed. If you are tired of where you are, then we need to start moving. We need to take off in a direction. And let me tell you something. If you start moving and it's the wrong direction... God will change it. He will direct your path. In Isaiah, we read the words, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. If you are listening, you start in a direction, if it's the wrong one, God will whisper, this is the way, walk in it. And if you still continue going the, to the wrong direction, that whisper will become a little bit louder. I guarantee you God will change your direction. So the first step to, to overcoming stagnation is to decide that enough is enough and we are going to move forward. We are going to move on. We're going to start off in a new direction. I think a second, a second way we begin to, to know how to break stagnation is to look at, at a different passage, a passage in Matthew. Uh, Jesus curses this barren fig tree. I've always felt sorry for the fig tree. Any of you feel that way? Feel sorry for the fig tree? You know, the scripture says that the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. And when he reached it, 
he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season yet for figs. Now, as I looked at that passage, here's what I found. That there should have been the beginnings of figs. That it wasn't time for them to be ripe, but the particular time of year that it was, there should have been little fruit beginning to form. The leaves should have been full, but there should have been unedible figs, but at least the beginning of small figs. I love that. We see Jesus then rebuking this fig tree, cursing it and saying, you're never going to bear figs again. We see him rebuking other things as well in scripture. We see him rebuking the winds and the waves when there's a storm and the disciples are afraid. We see him rebuking the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. You know what this all tells me? Is that sometimes when we're stagnant, when we're stuck, when we just can't quite move forward in life, that sometimes we have to get rid of the trees in our lives that aren't bearing any fruit. We have to begin to examine in our lives that which is not bearing fruit. For example, perhaps we need to change the habits in our lives. How do you change the bad habits in our lives, the habits that keep us stuck? Well, you don't just get rid of them, you replace them. You, you simply find the right thing to do and begin to do it. How do you change the habits in our lives? We begin to simply do something different over and over and over and choose not to do the old thing over and over. We have to get rid of the things that are hindering us. Sometimes that means that we have to look forward instead of backwards. We have to quit looking at all of the things in our past that have hindered us to this point, and we have to begin to look forward. So we have to decide that it's time to break camp, that it's time to move on, we have to choose a direction and start off. We have to get rid of the things in our lives that perhaps are not bearing fruit. And then we have to begin to change our ways. In Luke 19, we hear the story of Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was going to pass through, and a man there was named Zacchaeus, and he had climbed the tree, the sycamore tree because he wanted to see Jesus. Jesus walks up to the tree and says, come down, because I'm coming to your house today. He reached that spot, and Zacchaeus came down and welcomed him gladly. And all the people began to criticize Jesus because Zacchaeus was a sinner, a tax collector who had, had stolen the possessions of the poor. But after spending just a short time with Jesus, this is what he says. He says, Here and now I will give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I'll give back four times the amount. When we are stagnant, we have to give up the habits. We have to replace them with something good. We have to begin to change our ways. We have to stop being conformed to the ways of this world and be transformed. 
We have to change how we think. Zacchaeus changed. He changed from thinking about what was best for him and, and the greed that made him happy. And he began to think of the needs of others. We have to begin to change our ways. Jesus said that, that we will do greater things even than him. You heard the passage earlier. He says, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. They'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That you may ask me for anything and I will do it. That scripture tells us a couple of things that we have to do to overcome our stagnation. First of all, that we have to believe and be obedient to the greater things that God has for us. Let me ask you this morning, do you believe that you can do greater things? How many of you believe in a God who can do the impossible? Do you? Okay. We have a few in the back who believed. Okay. So let's try that one more time. How many of you believe in a God who can do the impossible? Because, yes, we have a God who created us out of nothing. We have a God who, who took time and made it stand still. We have a God who, who allowed himself to come to earth in the form of a baby. We have a God who allowed himself to be crucified for us as a human being, and then raised himself from the dead. Surely, surely he can use us to do some kind of important and impossible things. See, but that's just it. We think God can do all those things until we begin to think that he's going to use us to accomplish them. And then we think, oh, well, no, 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 because I'm not worthy. But didn't Peter figure out early on that he wasn't worthy and yet he was the rock on which the church was founded? Right? If God can use Peter, the one who betrayed him, he can use you and I to do the impossible as well, to do the greater things. We have to believe and not only believe, we have to be willing isn't that what made Peter so wonderful? Isn't that what made him so successful in life? Not that he was powerful, not that he was special, not that he was particularly educated. The one thing Peter always had going for him was that he was willing. If you call me, I will step out in the waves. I'm willing. You know, if, if you... If you tell me to, I'll build some tabernacles for you. I'm willing. If you want me to, I'll fight for you. I'll, I'll cut off the, the, the slave's ear. If you want me to, I'm willing. That's what it took. Peter believed that if God wanted him to do anything, he could do it. And he was willing. And that's what we're called to do. Be a believer that God is able and then be willing to be used 
in those greater things. We are called to serve with authority and be willing to do the greater things. But that passage also tells us something else. If you want to break the stagnation that you find yourself in, we have to not only decide to start moving and break camp. We have to not only rebuke the things in our lives, get rid of the fruit, I mean, the trees that aren't bearing fruit. Not only do we have to change those bad habits and change our ways, not only do we have to serve with authority, knowing that we can do the greater things, but we have to believe that God is going to answer when we pray. That's what Jesus says. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father will be glorified in the Son. Ask whatever you ask in my name and I will do it. When we pray, we need to be praying that God will show us that next step. That he'll show us that next place he wants us to walk into. That next activity, that next ministry, that next person we're to help, that next mission trip we are to go on, that next person that we are to reach out to and bring to Christ. We need to pray and know that if we pray, we know he hears, and if he hears, we have what we need. There's a particular amount of faith that we are called to grasp hold of and then to go boldly forth, breaking camp, knowing that God plans to use us. We need to change our perspective. Instead of saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I'm stuck, I feel stagnant, I don't know if I can, I'm not worthy, I'm not educated enough, I'm not as, as smooth of a talker as someone else. I don't do whatever it is. I don't do like the person, you know, next to me. Instead of saying that, we instead have to stand up and say, if God calls me, I'm willing and I can through his grace and through his power for his kingdom because here's the thing it's not about us we have to change our perspective and understand that it's about him it is about god's perspective not ours it's about a kingdom perspective not ours here's the thing scripture tells us that we were made to do greater things That means that we were made for greater things than being stagnant and mired in the dailiness of our lives. We were made to be consistently obedient to God in building his kingdom. We were made for greater things than this. We were made for freedom to live out what he calls us to. So today is the day to decide that enough is enough and that it's time to break camp. It's time to move forward. It's time to start off in some direction. Here's mine. I've wanted to write a book, a second book for years. 
As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. Ten years ago, when I came to this church, they asked me to do a bio, and a friend of mine wrote it for me, and she said, and her second book is going to be, and that was ten years ago, and there's still no second book. I am saying in front of you all today that it's enough is enough. It's time to break camp. It's time to do what you think God is calling you to do. That's what I'm going to do is, is work on that. I'm going to start off in a direction. If it's the wrong one, he'll change my direction. But here's my question. What are you going to do? What is God calling you to do that you've known and it's been nagging you, but you just haven't been able to do it because you're just stuck? Maybe it's started a new Bible study. Maybe it's teaching you class. Maybe it's starting a new covenant group. Maybe it's, it's go and talk to that person that you need to reconcile with. Maybe it is go witness to someone that you know needs God just by inviting them to church or just by telling them what God is doing in your life. Where do you need to break camp and move forward? That's what I'm asking you to do today. Father God, we thank you that you have, have created us for freedom in Christ. And we thank you that you have given us the power of Christ to work within your kingdom. Help us to hear you say this is the way, walk in it. Help us to decide that now is the day to, to move forward. Help us, help us to change the bad habits, to, to have the breakthroughs, to change our ways. More than anything, help us to believe that, that we can do greater things and help us to be willing. Father, we praise you and we thank you because we know when you hear, you answer. Amen and amen.